0: This is Three Valleys Radio. It's Wednesday night and that means it's time for... Football? Bloody hell! On the show tonight we've got Mr Ricky Hyatt. Back from Greece, Steve Rutter. And former Glover, Tom White. And of course me. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, good evening to our guest tonight. First of all, back from from the Greece, I was going to say Greek tragedy. Was it a Greek tragedy, Steve? Um, no, it, it was okay, to be fair. Um, yeah.
1: It was my better experiences. So, yeah, nice to be back.
0: Good. And Tom White is here. Hi, Tom.
2: Hello, everyone. Yeah, nice to be here again. Sorry, I'm having a bit of technical difficulties, so you might not see me for a minute. I don't know what's happened.
0: Oh, that's all right. you just come out the shower, mate, that's a blessing in disguise anyway. And, of course, Ooh. Rick's still here. All right, Rick. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And I'm still is here. it? Adrian, how can we get Thorpey in the bath? Have we got Tom in the shower?
3: What sort of thing uh, are you
0: running here? Yeah, Tony Panda and his wife's Birmingham dressing gown. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I don't know. I sure the... I'm on the right show? No, I'm not <laughs> I, sure you
3: I, I'm are, I'm beginning
0: mate. to wonder, Steve. I am beginning to
3: wonder.
0: <laughs> Anyway, let's get started, chaps. Um, I thought it would be interesting, really, to to, um, start with you, Stephen, so much as you could just... Because, obviously, a a lot of our listeners don't know exactly what you've been up to. So, um, if you can perhaps enlighten us a little Uh, bit as to to how the whole system works in Greece and what you've been doing and, and, you know, how the season finished off for you. Yeah, it was um,
1: the the Greek Super League, as they call it. um, a, A small club out in the provinces... Uh, my third experience out there and the ambition really was to make sure we stayed up which we did really comfortably um despite all the issues uh, and there's issues with politics and um, who controls the officials and then there's issues with var Uh, so it's a a difficult environment to work in but some really good people and as i say I i had a decent experience um and we finished well, so that always makes it, you know, it's fonder in the memory when you've had a good time than when you've had a bad time.
0: What other teams were you up against in the league?
1: Uh, well, the teams that most people would know, like Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, um, Power, who got to, the, I think it was the quarterfinals of the um, Europa Conference League this year, got beat by Marseille, um, Aris Thessaloniki, AEK Athens. They're, they're the big sides, really, out there. And then there's a lot of provincial teams like ourselves or Volos or Asteris Tripolis, they're really just scrapping around for the bits.
0: What, what sort of crowds do you get over there, Steve?
1: Um, at our place, we've got because we're quite isolated. We've got quite a good fan base, but probably, um, you know, not not exceptional. About three and a half thousand, I suppose, as an average um, for the home games against the big teams, we'd sell out. So the stadium holds just under seven thousand, so that's sell out. Um, very similar sort of infrastructure, I suppose, to to a, a decent conference club. Um, but obviously their budgets are supplied through television and things, so they've got a bit more money to spend on their players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, the first question I was going to ask you boys is going to be slightly difficult for you, Steve, but um, nonetheless, I'm sure you can contribute something to it because I'm sure you've kept an eye on Yeovil Town. The retained list, the dreaded retained list has come out. Um, I don't know if you guys are, are aware of it. Have you seen it, Tom?
2: Uh, no, I haven't. I've seen it somewhere the other day, but um, I've had a slightly heavy weekend, if I'm quite honest with you, so I haven't All spent right. a lot of time in. Well, just um, I'll, so I'll, no, ju- I'll just run I through it be a minute. Short. Have you got it there?
0: Yeah, I've got it here. Um, players released Ruben Reed, Mark Little, Adi Youssef, Alex Bradley, Jordan Barnett. Um, players remaining under contract or contract extensions triggered Tom Knowles, Grant Smith, Max Evans, Morgan Williams, uh, Max Hunt. Offers and accepted Josh Staunton, Ollie Haste, Toby Stevens, and Lawson Df. And contracts have been offered to Matt Worthington, uh, Charlie Wakefield, and Dale Gorman. And Low Knees have returned to their, their parent clubs Ben Barkley, Sunny Blue, Low Everton, and Josh Newville. So, um, start with you, Tom. What do you reckon of that lot? And what's your comment? What's your first impressions of it?
2: But it's just a, such a strange and weird time in at the moment for everyone. Um, obviously, the new manager's come in, so he's going to want be able to bring some of his own players in. Obviously, you think he'd have an idea of finances that some of these players will be looking uh, to be earning, and obviously, what he has to in his budget to be able to move people in and out. Um, I suppose it's the same when you're involved in a squad; you you just want things settled as kind of quickly as possible. You want you know, a good squad that you can all start playing together and get to know each other's games, especially under a new manager, um, and you know, start to form bonds, you know, feels though you're a key member of that squad, um, sort of where the pecking order lies. So it's 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 a hell of a lot for the manager to have to um, take on board and, and juggle around. It's a it's a it's a huge task. Um, and we all gotta just hope he gets it right.
0: Looking at the the names that are that, you know up for grabs sort of thing, Tom Knowles, Grant Smith, Max Evers, Morgan, when he was Max Hunt, I would have thought that's going to make uh, plus Josh, uh, our good friend Josh Staunton of course, and Lawson DF. That's about seven, three, five, yeah, that's seven players. So I would have thought that seven is going to make uh, a pretty strong spine to the team, wouldn't you think?
2: Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And again, it's, it's one of those, I mean, keeping everyone fit, um, you know, um, hoping that they'll all, like I said, stay fit and are going to be heavily involved, um, which allows you to um, keep your on top of your finances for future uh, eventualities. So, I don't know, injuries, cut runs, um, possible selling of any players that, that may, or may or may not come up. Uh, but yeah, that, that has a spine if, if they can perform to, to how people know they can then obviously that, that looks like a good basis.
0: Yeah well I think so I mean I've seen I haven't seen that many games but I've seen a few games this season and certainly Tom Knowles is is the standout uh, player in my book I mean he's and, and Morgan Williams really I think they've both been exceptional. What do you reckon Rick?
3: I think they've done well yeah. to be honest with you. You can get uh, Matt Worthington and Charlie Wakefield to accept their contracts and that's uh that's not a bad job then, actually. Mm. It's something to work with, and it's a decent, as you say, it's a decent basis of a squad there. Um, shame about Dale Gorman, but there you go. Uh, but other than that, I think, yeah, and bring some new players in in amongst that. It's like the best, the best players or the most productive players in the uh, squad last season are the ones that he's retained. So, but yeah, I, I think that's positive. Mm. Could have been an awful lot worse. I was worried that it was going to be Worse than that,
0: but uh, no, that's that's not bad at all. I don't think it, it seems quite noticeable from looking at the, the players that he's released, though. That he's he's kept, uh, you know, for the younger, uh, yeah, fit, fitter. I mean, you know, because Mark Little's, sort of, you know, I would say been around the clock, but he's he's you know getting a little bit long in the tooth. Howdy you said the twice. same, eh? He's been around it twice. I was in. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, Ruben Reed, uh, Alex Bradley. I don't know. You know. So, uh, have you been managed to keep an eye on things at all, Steve, from over there?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm obviously quite interested and um, <coughs> in looking at the, the appointment for the manager, which was interesting as well, because they're all the different sorts of names coming up out the hat, weren't there? Mm, um, yeah. I mean, the only thing I look at it I, I, I think Gorman's accepted an offer somewhere, hasn't he? So he was offered a contract, but has taken something somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I don't see anybody that's a recognised striker, which I think is obviously going to be, you know, that's probably the hardest position to get, a decent centre-forward who's going to score your goals. Um, And I'm looking down my list, I've got a couple of keepers, two defenders, seven midfield players, um, and no designated strikers as such. So I think you're right, I think there's a decent spine in terms of goalkeeper centre-back, central midfield but you're definitely going to need, he's going to be needed to look at the strikers. And as Tom said, you know, it's a funny time because players will go down, it's like cascade, they go down for what they think is the best offer possible, then they'll talk to another club if they don't get what they want and so on, and, it, and it's cat and mouse right the way through to, to deadline day.
0: Mm. Yeah, quite. But given
3: the performance of the side last, last, last season, the strikers really weren't weren't firing, so you could look on it as a bit of a blessing in disguise that yeah. you clear those players out, you're going to have to bring new strikers in anyway, Yeah. so you've cleared the deck in a way.
1: Yeah, and particularly, like you say, if he wants younger ones who are more mobile, because like Ruben yeah. Reid, and he uses, you know, they're not, I and mean, maybe he wants to work with someone and um, mould them. So, like I say, sometimes it's great to have a clear canvas and you can just go out and, and pick the best of what's available to you that you can afford, and you, your squad's not already packed out with players you don't want. But then there's that flip side of the coin as a manager when the days tick past,
0: you're desperately looking to fill the bodies because you know you're going to need a squad to, to play out the season. Um. Talking to the manager, um, Steve. I mean, do, do you know uh, Chris Hargreaves? You, have you come across him on your travels? I haven't, Adi. I no, not at all. To be honest, I've,
1: I've heard his name lots of times down the years, but I've never actually come into contact with him. I don't think.
0: Mm. Well, he certainly. I mean, I've only met him the once, but he he struck me immediately as being a a pleasant, nice guy. Um, you know, first impressions are always what you sort of base your your um, your ideas on. And you know, I came away thinking, yeah, he seems like a nice sort of bloke, really. So um, you know, hopefully he'll uh, he'll he'll be successful in the job. I hope so. Have you come across him, Tom?
2: No, i I think I was playing. Was he? I'm not too familiar with him, but I know he was at Torquay. But did he play at Oxford? I got, did he play for Oxford for a bit? I got the right guy.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't know that, old
2: Yeah, I don't know. In my mind, I think he did. Yeah, no, I've not come across him massively myself. I remember him being in charge of Torquay for a bit because I'm. Um, someone who does a lot of work for us, who's obviously involved at the as well. Mike Spearpoint was, uh, was watching the a lot at the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, and
2: he, he really liked him, but really liked him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's difficult in it nowadays. I mean, in, in, at that this standard of football, um, you know, only a few few handful of managers are going to be massively successful. So, you know, it's, um, it's crucial that he's given the reins to be able to do what he wants to do, hopefully. And like you said, if he... Being the fact that he's come across well to you, you know, and being a nice manager, and when I say nice, you know, polite and courteous and stuff, um, it obviously goes a long way with players to want to come. And hopefully he's got, like you said, a good name from his history by other people and people are possibly more likely to come to him if they feel they can connect with him Mm. on a personal level.
0: Yeah, well, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? If if you know if the guy's personable and, and you can connect easily, I mean, the number of players I've ever spoken to and done interviews with and what have you that, you know, when you go back through their history, that they've they've not hit it off with the manager at that particular point in time, and their whole career's taken a different sort of um, turn at that point. So I mean, it, if they're going to get on with a guy like Chris Hargreaves, then you know, hopefully that will keep their their uh, career going in the right direction, especially at Oval, you know. Yeah, because
2: because players will talk all the time. You know, as soon as you you know a club come in for you and you start inquiring, you start racking your brains thinking of other players that you've played with or, or a friend of a friend, and and you obviously you're going to ask that. You know, I've played under managers that were totally un- unapproachable, or mm. I felt that way. Obviously, it, again, I keep harping on about this, but when you're a young footballer with not great social skills or life skills, which a lot of young footballers won't have because they've not been in the real world as such and, and had to do those type of things. You, it's not easy to go to a manager, you know, somebody who's established in a game of 40, 50 years old and and get your point of view across or be able to talk openly about what's going on in your life or on the training field. It's, it's not easy. Mm. So managers need to hopefully are a, a lot more aware of that than certainly from speaking to Lee Johnson. They are a lot mm. more aware of that and... You know, half the time it is about juggling their personal life as well as their their football career.
0: Yeah, um, Steve, you you've obviously aware of the council buying the club and you know roughly what's been going on. Again, what are you what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, I, I, I don't know enough about it, Eddie. If I'm honest, the the intricacies of it all. I always think it's better if, as a club, you own your own infrastructure and you can utilize it in ways that best suit you. Um, I don't know. It seems like a short-term money grab to, to sell the freehold of the property um, to another party because, it's you know, you've got, to, you've got to have a football ground at some point in time. And if your inverted commas landlord, whoever that is, wants to suddenly change the rental agreements at the end of your initial contract or they want to do something with the land, then you don't have, you know, you don't have first refusal. So a lot would depend on the real sort of words and, the you know, the nitty-gritty, the fine detail of it. But for me... Uh, I think it was like when they sold all the club houses, that would have been better if they could keep hold of all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Put them in a much better position for attracting players. And um, it, it just looks like it's a way of raising money in the, in the interim period, you know, the short term. That's see- what we've said before, Steve. You only get the opportunity to do that
3: once, don't you? Once you've sold it, you've sold right. it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you've got
3: to make sure it's the right deal right now.
1: Yeah. And that you know where the money's going. Once it's coming yeah. in, you know where it's going. Uh, but as I say, the things like the, the terms of the lease and things, and somebody said they don't have to pay any rent for the first year, but then they pay rent after that or something.
0: Yeah, that's you right. Know, you,
1: have they got the best term of the deal? Could they have got a better deal out of it? You, you just don't know all of those things, do you? If it was the only way they could ensure the survival of the club, then people would probably you know, accept it a little bit more. But I think in this day and age, there's far more ways of doing it than just than selling your assets.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. And, and I mean... It, it... I think even now there's still so much suspicion uh, going around with the present chairman uh, amongst the supporters generally, and and I don't think really they've been told enough uh, as to what the deal is. I mean, oh, the, the nitty-gritty of the deal has been published, I'm sure, but uh, you know, do we know exactly? And why? Why is it that the Jenkins um, consortium have said that? Uh, they were all set to buy it, and yet Mr priestle says that they didn't put any money on the table. Well, what is the truth in that one? Interesting point, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think the one the one thing I did read up, again, I'm a bit like Steve, I'm, I'm not sort of paying attention to it on a regular and daily or minute-by-minute minute update sort of thing, but they have got the opportunity to buy it back if their finances change. Yeah. And I know that yeah. is very uh, wishful thinking, but, you know, I look at, other clubs are still around who have done the similar uh, have done similar um, things, obviously not necessarily um, in, a, in a great financial position. But as an example, Bristol Rovers sold their ground years and years and years ago and shared with Bath for a long time. And then,
0: mm.
2: you know, rather cleverly from the Dunfords, in fairness, they managed to steal Bristol Rugby's ground off of them. And obviously now they do have a ground. So it's not all doom and gloom, but yeah, it's not. It's not what you want for your club, is it, to be selling, like you said, their, their, their ground <clears> at all?
0: No, no, it's not. But there we go, it's, it's been done. Now. But then, it,
2: then again, it's, it's up to... I mean, this is not easy to say. Again, it's, oh, sorry, it is easy to say, but, you know, I, I don't live massively local to it, so I'm not affected as much as other people are. But, you know, and I know it's, it's a lot of uh, sour uh, thoughts down there at the moment with what's going on, but the club needs to support they need the support of local people, local businesses, you know, fans. That's what they need. That's how clubs survive. And I know it's not easy to watch not such good football, but um, the club needs their fans.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, what they, what they do a lot on the continent, players like Holland and Belgium, is that this, this, the clubs own the stadiums and then the clubs sublet parts of the stadiums to other organisations. So saint Troydon's got a big call centre that uses the offices Monday to Friday. when you know. So the club generate money like that. At Rhoda, they'd sold the ends of the ground and they'd built a supermarket had been built in one end of the ground. So it doesn't affect the capacity of the stadium because they build underneath and in areas that aren't used. And that's a great way of the clubs generating money. But we're still stuck in this model, or seem to be, that the stadium opens one day a week for a game of football. And occasionally, yeah. if you're lucky, they might open the bar upstairs for somebody to go and get in the Sunday carvery. Hmm. Um, but they just don't maximise their assets. And Definitely. we haven't learned our lesson from the continent where they do it a
0: lot, lot better than we do. yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose you would have seen a lot of examples of that, obviously, on your travels over in Greece and, you know, elsewhere. And not not so much Greece, to be
1: honest, because they're still stuck in that model of it's a football stadium for football. But Holland and Belgium, where like Holland particularly, where they prize space and, and they, they utilise everything to the full, you know, it, it, it's just, that's what they do. They build a stadium with the intention that it's going to make money for them rather
0: than just be a cash drain. Hmm. Hmm. Well... I guess time will tell us things, see how things develop in the next uh, few weeks as far as the squad's concerned, anyway. But, um, you know, but um, being a Welshman, which I am, I wasn't born well, in Wales. Well, oh, was, but, but both my parents were Welsh, um, So I class myself as a Welshman. And um, as you know, they. He was an Englishman. I'm very
3: happy to hear that, Adrian. Go on. You can be Welsh from
0: now on, then, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're no
3: longer English?
0: No, I'm Welsh. I've always been Welsh. I've always been Welsh, Fair enough. Three games at the
3: World Cup. Enjoy
0: them. But anyway, um, as you know, they won last night, and uh, I I watched most of the game. I thought it was an entertaining game. I mean, I don't know what you boys thought of it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I
2: did, yeah. I thought, yeah, it's quite a good game. Um, Ukraine impressed me a lot against uh, Scotland, because... Scotland were slight favourites in that. Um, and in fairness, they, it was a good game last night. You know, you could uh, have strong thoughts on who should win for either team. Um, I don't know on talk this morning in particular, they were on about definitely a stonewall penalty for Alan on um, uh, Yarmolenko. Um, and I thought it was at first, but watching it in a sort of slow replay, I, f- I think he starts to throw himself to the ground just before he
3: actually kicks him anyway.
0: Hmm. That's
3: um, what did it for him, I think. I think you're right. There was contact yeah, The way he, he started, went... And
2: yeah, he started to go down... Yeah. He, didn't do he many started crazy, to go down before. Like- I don't, I don't, otherwise, I would agree with it. Because I was thinking, oh, no. Thinking, obviously, because he just been booked as well after about two or three minutes, oh. that Alan, Joanna. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good game. Like Wales had chances, even though, you know, the keeper made eight great... So he had a man of match winning by far, but... Um, yeah, it's funny isn't it? when you see games like that because they were not sure whether he'd start, whether um Joe Ward would start and then obviously he starts and then gets man of the match like that and now he's probably guaranteed to play in the World Cup for the next year. Uh, this year. It's crazy how football can uh, change on a, on one game or something for someone. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game I and mean, I'm really pleased with Wales gone for it. I'm not Welsh, but you know, I I am a person who wants other home nations to do well regardless. Hmm. Um even, even, and I know this won't go down too well with you. I even wanted Liverpool to beat Real Madrid as the main fan. I even wanted Liverpool to win that. Um, I know it's strange, but I think very.
3: lost you there, Tom. Lost, yeah. yeah
2: now
3: it's, there. it's I strange.
2: Know I think because I because I've been involved in football, like obviously at our club, and Steve will know this. It's think you're cast aside very quickly, and things change very quickly. And I think I just I understand that. Um, it's, I just don't feel as though you can be you know, so staunchly against someone. But anyway, that's me. Like I said, we're all different. And that's what makes the world go round. But for me, I, I want the home nations and English teams to do well. I didn't know who I wanted to win out of Man City Liverpool, if I'm honest, because there was no win there. Um,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's it. Um, look at, looking at it, um, isn't it amazing to look at that Welsh side yesterday? And there was three players that had some very strong connections with the Oval Town. I mean, Connor Roberts played, well, certainly at least a season for us. It might have been more, I think, on loan. Um, Kiefer Moore, well, we all know about Kiefer Moore. He came in and um, played played again for was it more than a season? I think it might have been marginally more. And uh, of course, uh, Wayne Hennessy came on loan because I always remember he had a Mercedes with a bloody great V eight engine in it. It sounded a beast of a car but that's neither here nor there but uh, i'll just chuck that in anyway but um you know it it says something for that yeovil side but i mean that was that was when we were in the in the championship i suspect when certainly when wayne hennessy came was but um it says something for the yeovil side doesn't it three players are still involved at international level
3: just with wayne hennessy's mercedes adrian did he ever lock his keys in it and need a
0: lift I, I don't know. Speak. No, I, d- I don't think they had the technology in those days, mate. That was the problem.
3: Only an idiot would do something like that, wouldn't Yeah, they?
0: probably. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah. <laughs> Long story, boys. It I'll could tell you later. you could drink. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I turned up at the cricket club on Saturday, on Sunday and Adrian's on the phone to uh, a German lady.
0: Mercedes me. Uh,
3: yeah, he'd, uh, he'd locked his car using the app his Mercedes using the app, and then realised that his keys were actually on the inside of his car when he locked it with the app.
0: And, and the app wouldn't unlock, it, wouldn't unlock it. the car. Bloody thing. Anyway, enough enough of that. Trust you to bring that up.
3: You Welsh people in your Mercedes, Adrian. Uh,
0: yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I know. No. But um, yeah, what do you think of Wales, and Steve, you must have watched it.
1: Yeah, no, I did. I was, Like you, I, I mean, enjoyed the game. I, I thought Ukraine were the better side, if I'm honest. Um, and you, you got a feel for Yarmolenko. Yeah, um, with with the own goal, Um but no, it, I mean for Wales it's fantastic, isn't it? For 1958, I think the last time they got to a World Cup finals tournament, um, mm. Sweden. So you know it's fantastic for them. They've had a lot of great players down the years who have never got onto the final stage. You, you know, you look at people like Mark Hughes and Ryan Giggs, and um so it's great yeah. that this generation are going to get the chance. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and I think England know that every time they get a home nation in. Um, or the Republic of Ireland in, in the finals of a tournament, you know, people might say, Oh, England are the bigger nation, but it goes out the window. They're, they're, they're never, never easy games. So uh, the fact it's the last root game, yeah. yeah, it could be a lot riding on it.
3: Well, it works against England, doesn't it? Because it's such a local derby and there's bragging rights and whatever. So they, they always game, yeah. never do well in those games.
0: What do you think as a player or ex-player, Steve, what, what was going through Yarmolenko's mind when he went for that ball? When, when Bale hit the free kick. I mean, was he trying to sort of deflect it over the top or what? Because he, he made a hell of a job of heading it in. Yeah,
1: yeah, he did. Uh, well, I think he, he's trying to get in the line of flight of the ball, weren't he? And, and, and trying to head it out back towards the corner flag. But it dipped, I don't know if you noticed, but when they show from behind the goal, it dips really late. And he just doesn't get enough contact on it. Um, yeah. He gets enough to guide it past the keeper, but not enough to put it where he wants. So, he, he, it's just one of those things. It's flying into your penalty box. It's coming at speed. You're just trying to get something on it to block it. And, and sometimes you get it wrong, you know, and on a big stage like that, it's unforgiving. And in mm. fairness, that's, that's why you deliver it
2: the way you delivered it. You know, mm. that's why you put it in that little pocket because it, it is hard to defend. Like you said, obviously he thought we could get it. He thought we could get a good enough helmet to head it away because nobody means to do that. You know, he probably couldn't have done it if he tried. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just that's why you've got to appreciate the, the, the delivery. Like I said, is it's a fantastic ball into such a dangerous thing.
1: I suppose you, you could got to say, hey, at, at the other end, um, having gone to VAR and given everything that's happened with the Ukraine and the politics, etc., I'm really surprised they didn't give a penalty. Yeah. Oh. Really surprised. Just, just because they went to VAR, and normally when that happens, you're just sitting on the bench just fearing the worst. Yeah. Um, so Wales will have been mightily relieved that they got away with it.
3: Had they sent that referee across, he's one of those ones that likes the limelight. So I've, they definitely got a penalty if he'd have gone across and looked at it. I think. Yeah.
2: You know, I know this. I know this is not obviously in a um, sort of the way the competition should be run and that, but I honestly think that they should be just put in there anyway. That they. And have, a, have, a, have, a, have a group with five who
3: get a bit longer to play. Just put them in. They got Eurovision on a sympathy vote. They can't have the World Cup as well. <laughs> no, they never know.
2: They, ne- they never did they. they. Did. Oh, yeah, they did. Did. of course he did, yeah, but yeah. to vote in, yeah, it was the right, wrong way. They were always yeah. going to win that. Yeah. I think they just just chuck them in the tournament, and when they get knocked out of the group's let them go through to the next round. <laughs>
3: had Russia qualified, they
2: could well, have at just that rate, rate you'll get them to
0: the final and nothing, then, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. But they said before that, actually, someone from the um, Ukrainian camp said that they appreciate what had happened in Eurovision, in that the rest of Europe had shown their support, but they wanted to get through this one on their own merits. So fair play to them for that. And they did play well.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. And it was, you know, it was a good attacking game of football. I thought, you know, it wasn't... End to end, wasn't it? Yeah. All, yeah. all the time. It was Considering it
3: was, what was at stake, it was very open.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, to be fair, Ben Davis played for Wales. I thought he played his heart out. Absolutely brilliant at the back.
2: Yeah, they, they threw their body in the way of everything, didn't they? The Welsh <laughs> defenders. To be yeah.
0: Fair. Yeah. At times. I mean, you know, I suppose... Bale's gonna get all the all the plaudits for taking the free kick and that, but you know, he, he did the job and it uh alright, perhaps a bit lucky, but you know, they all count at the end of the day, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
2: Settle for scoring one of those?
0: Yeah, yeah, precisely. How many goals did you get in your career, Tom? oh hang on, let me get my two fingers
2: out. Oh, as many as that. Yeah, <laughs> one for you, one for rovers. Oh, right. Hey, the Rovers one is on YouTube. Um Nineteen ninety-seven, uh, Vicker's Road, Watford away. Oh, Left right. foot. Both right. left-footed. Both goals were left-footed. Well,
0: what can you say? What How can... many own goals, Tom?
2: I, you know, I don't think I did get any. No, not goals now anyway.
3: No.
2: In, like, you know,
3: just deflections.
2: Um, yeah, maybe, a, maybe a little, you know, little nick off your calf on the way through. But <laughs> I to tell you what, I do remember doing <laughs> once, and this is naughty, really. I shouldn't admit to this on radio, but. I don't know if you remember this, Eddie. we played um, is it someone rugby in the FA Cup like a preliminary round or an early round um, and we were quite pumped up um, and they were very, very, very physical team and um, I was up for a corner like, obviously right inside the six-yard box I think we were like whipping it right underneath the kip- keeper and um, someone fell to the floor and I, I kind of ran across him with my studs instead of jumping over him, I kind of put my stud on his chest, yeah, put my stud on his chest, I, I always think to myself, what are you doing, but at the time it just, you know, I just did it, it's an impulse thing that, um, yeah, and I remember thinking I could have got sent off that so easily. Um, You're right, Tom, Yeah, he definitely said that on the radio.
0: Yeah. I
2: know, I thought that, but I'm honest <laughs> enough to admit it, it was, a, it was a mistake, and if he's listening, I apologise.
0: <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time, eh, Tom?
2: <laughs> well I'm not sure it was a good idea it Just it happened so fast I kind of I wanted to get back to that half way as quick as possible and I didn't think about how I could outstep him so I just put my foot on him
0: well moving on because England on the other hand lost um, I didn't watch that game but generally because it bores me to tears anyway I mean did anybody watch it and was it as boring as it seemed
2: I didn't watch it I was like, socialising I'm afraid
0: Steve do you watch it yeah, cricket
1: it, no, just bits, mate, and I agree with you. I just, I just find them nauseating. The games they're so boring. Mm. Um, just no interest in them whatsoever.
0: No, no. I mean, there was only one United player in there anyway, which would have, if there had been a few more, I might have condescended to watch a bit of it. But no, dreadful. So that's no good. But I mean, this national league—it's a waste of time, isn't it? I mean, what, what's it all about? What's the bloody than it's well,
3: better than the think it's replaced. Everyone was raving about it after the first season because yeah, those, those I, I, gaps in the calendar, you know, they had a purpose
2: to them. Yeah, I think it's just a shame that because the World Cup's so early this year and the players haven't had much of a rest. It's, it's been rushed and a bit crammed. Otherwise, I'd probably say it's not a bad tournament. But, yeah, the way they're trying to cram it in, players haven't even had a rest yet, you know, and they're, they're, they're going at it again. It's, yeah. it's just the timing's a bit off because of the World Cup being in you know, November, December.
0: Well, I I find though, but I mean, I, I don't like international football. I've made that clear on several occasions. Anyway, so of course, as far as I'm concerned, I've had another competition. You've already got your European Championship. You have got your World Cup. You know, I I think that's enough personally. But uh, it looks like we're stuck with it for a while anyway, because it's going to make more money for UEFA, isn't it? At the end of the day, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, Are you gonna gonna your mind about, um, you're going to change your mind
3: about international football now. You've got a. A team to yeah. support a tournament, Adrian. Not really, what, no. Until I mean, Wales win it. What
0: with you being a proud well, Welshman and all. Yeah, well, that's right. But you know, no, I don't. I still don't particularly enjoy international football. Period. But you know, if I'm going to enjoy it, it will be Wales. All right.
2: You must you must have enjoyed the the, the the Euros when England got to the final? I know you didn't win it, but and and the World Cup before, you know, when he got. Well, off to Croatia yeah, you must yeah, have enjoyed you, the
0: games. You, get, you get sucked into it a bit don't you I so I suppose it's fair to say yeah. I did yeah but uh, up until it happens it's uh, you know the the qualifiers of that don't really sort of turn me on too much but you know um <clears throat> uh, what about this money leaving Liverpool then what do we all think about that Not a lot, then, by the sound of it. <laughs> they've,
2: they've had an offer, aren't they? Like, is it £25 yeah. million or twenty one Some, Something like I mean. that,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know what's going on. Why does he want to leave? He's got a year left. Why does, why does he want to go? Dunno. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I really don't get
0: it. He's not really come out and said, has really? he, why he wants to go? But I don't know. What do you think, Steve? I
1: thought it was really odd on the internet that he... He put it to a vote in Senegal or something because ninety yeah. percent of the Senegalese population wanted him to leave. So he said, "If they want me to go, I'll go." <laughs> I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure how it works, like. Right? But um, I, 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 it's hard, isn't it? Like Tom was saying, you're one of the biggest clubs in the world. You're consistently winning things in the most competitive league in the world. Getting to Champions League finals, and, and you want to go to, you know, to another club. So whether it's about money, whether it's about the intensity of the league—he's got to perform week in, week out in the Premier League—and he, he perceives it will be slightly easier somewhere else. What is he thirty now? So yeah. maybe losing a little bit of pace, and so maybe he thinks it's an easier option, or you know, maybe he just wants a different life experience. Which which players do? You know, they've been somewhere for a long time; they just want to move on. But for the outside, it does seem like a strange thing to be wanting to move at this moment in time.
3: Probably nothing to do with the fact that Liverpool signed two younger and quicker forwards. That'll probably yeah. take his place eventually. Anyway. Yeah,
2: but he's still, at the moment, he's still our first choice, isn't he? At the moment, for certain, he yeah. is definitely, you know, I know they're playing through the middle a bit more, and Diaz out more often than probably mm. they used to. And maybe he feels, you know, a bit ousted. But from what I read and seen about him in the press, it, it won't be about money. He is not money orientated or driven. He pretty much gives it all away, does not he? Well, he, he played they're in not. Germany
3: before he went to Southampton. So he, it is sort of returning to familiar territory, I suppose. Because there was I read. Of, um, what? who is it? Uh, Manchester City, uh, Gundogan going back yeah. to Germany or moving to Spain for similar reasons. It's just you've done that much in one area, you've won all that you can win, and it's just a fresh challenge just towards the end of your career, maybe. Mm.
0: But he would bid on more money at Liverpool than he would say buy and moon it, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. So, you're right. In that case, you're right, I'm I'm that case, you're right that about the money. If, if that's the case. Well, if, you know. if Lewandowski goes to Barcelona,
1: so they're not paying Lewandowski, they'll probably... And they didn't get Haaland. And they were interested in Haaland, weren't they? So... Mm. It
3: frees up a lot of cash, doesn't
1: it? It frees up an awful lot of money. Yeah. Mm. And a virtual guarantee of a title in another country.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that's something to think about. But... Um,
2: Talking about that, Kingsley Coman's the man to sign, isn't he, if you want to win your your, uh,
3: your league? Won it every season as a pro, hasn't he? Yeah. Whatever yeah. country he's, he's won the league. Every season he's played as a professional. Yeah. France, Italy, Germany. Crazy. But then Eric was the same at, same uh, in England, wasn't it? It was only the season that Eric Cantoneau was suspended that he didn't win the league because he won it that first season with Leeds. And then all those trophies back when football was a proper game and United were winning everything. Chris Parker, he's played for Oxford on two occasions. He signed for them twice. Yeah, I thought he
2: did. Yeah. I
3: kind of remember him, but not. Finished his career with them, getting them promoted back into the football league. That's
1: right. He scored at Wembley, didn't he? Yeah.
3: yeah you like the right, bomb.
1: There you go.
0: Ah, well, there we go then. Well, I'm hoping to do an interview with him next week, so um, it would be interesting to see how he comes over. But I, I think he's all right. would so. probably drive over. Sorry, say that again?
2: You said if
0: he comes over, I said he will probably drive. Yeah, very droll. You should have been on Britain's Got Talent last night, mate. <laughs> Jokes like that. Yeah, I didn't
2: watch it. Yeah, but he's already a presenter and things,
0: isn't he, this kid? Well, you know, I, I sat through and watched it, but the thing that got me was that there was three, whether you like the style of music was academic, but there was three singers who were all exceptional, exceptional singers. And Not well, yeah, that to, Tom the, Ball, he, yeah, he got third. I didn't, didn't watch it, I but think. I've seen him, I've um, seen him on, um, I do watch
2: quite a lot on YouTube. Was that Lauren Allred in there from Never Enough?
0: Yeah, she, she, she but she wasn't in the top three, and neither was this guy, no. uh, the busker, who was who was an opera singer. Uh, and 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 I mean, they're actual, yeah, yeah. it was brilliant, but I know this has nothing to do with bloody football, but uh, you know, just chucking no, it in.
2: Lauren Allred's a, I mean, she should be a megastar already with that song she sung. That is, my, my partner sings that on, on karaoke, and she's brilliant at it. Yeah. Um, Steve, hard, Steve, have we
0: uh,
3: wandered onto the wrong podcast? What else did you watch on telly last night, Adrian? i have riveted. I'd love to know.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think. Not a lot, I don't think, because I think I fell asleep oh, from. Yeah. Um, um, there boy it. for the valleys. Do you think that Man United is suffering in the transfer market because they're out of the Champions League? Because it doesn't. I don't fancy players are rushing to, to sign for them when, I mean, we've had a few that we've been mentioned De Jong for, for one for certain, I mean, what do you think?
2: Frankie do you know what, I think teams wait now I know this sounds it's not silly, but teams tend to, obviously, you don't start paying until uh, July the 1st they get paid till July the 1st, don't they from their previous yeah. club
0: hmm. so,
2: it often feels like they want to nick them at the last minute, so they ain't got to pay them under 50 278 grand a week for July until the season starts, and which I understand it, it's a lot of money, but you need them in your squad. If you want to be challenging and playing properly, embed them in your squad, get them, get them in, get them together, get them signed. Um, I don't know what the reason is beyond that. I really don't. Like you said, it could be that they're waiting to see where other clubs go, and normally one transfer sets some others off, doesn't it? But yeah, I don't understand it. Get your business done and get your team settled. It just winds me up.
0: Well, Stephen Gerrard seems to be moving pretty quickly. He's signed four now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think?
2: four already. Yeah, mm. One's
1: a re sign at a goalie, but yeah.
0: So I don't know. What What do you think of Ten Hag then, Steve?
1: Well, what do you measure him by, you know? He's, he's done well in Holland. He's done well with Ajax. Doesn't everybody. Um, apparently, he's very. Um, Opinionated, he knows exactly what he wants, um, and it, it might be just what they need. But you know, he's going to struggle like everybody else. He's going to Manchester United. Over the last few years, they haven't got the pedigree and the allure that they had ten years ago. Um, and so, he, one of the things he's going to struggle to do is, is to attract the top talent. I think um, because people, you know, what they're not going to jump ship and go to Man United. They're not in the Champions League. They haven't won the title for years. Um, they're not as an attractive oppos- you know, proposition as they were a few years ago. So I think he has some clear ideas of what he wants, and it might take him two years to get them anywhere near being competitive.
0: But do you think, though, that uh, conversely, the fact that uh, if he does do, you know, get success there, uh, then he will be one hell of a manager?
1: Well, I suppose it depends on what you class as success, because Mourinho won the Europa League and finished second in the Premier League, You know, and they wanted him out. So yeah. I don't know. What's, what is success for Man United now? If we would have been over the moon with that this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. You know, if it's qualifying for the Champions League, now is success, then that you've changed the parameters. You're not going to compete for the top, top players because no. they want to win the Champions League.
2: Rick? I think, I've, I think Man United are, like, honestly, honestly now, six years away from getting anywhere near Man City and Liverpool, at least, still. They're miles away, miles away.
3: Doesn't that, doesn't that depend on what Liverpool and Man City do, though?
2: Well, yeah. If they if they stay as they are, or obviously improve slightly, unless you know they lose five or six players. But who do I, I always say this? But who who, who from United squad gets in either of those teams?
0: Well, no. But to be no, fair, no, Man, no. Man United's squad have got rid of a lot of rubbish now. Oh, they're in the process. Yeah, of... they,
2: they still got a load. They still got a load as well. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah. Lot
0: there yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I agree. There's there's more to go yet. But at least you know the the, the squad. They're getting rid of quite a bit of Deadwood, so one would hope. But that's why I don't agree with this six-year synopsis at all. I think I think we, couple of years, I think we could be well there if he buys the right players. I mean, this... How many points
2: were behind him in the end? 30? How many
0: points were behind Man City and Liverpool? Mm. About that, wasn't it? But that's that's the uh,
3: thing. Next season, that's a lot of games. Being beaten, be actually, being in
2: 35 behind Man City. 35. Yes. That's mm. more than half that we got.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. I'm but not denying that. You could,
3: you could look at it and it's, it's the ideal time to go to United. Yeah. Because they're on the knees, absolutely on the knees. Need somebody to come in, clear the deadwood, like Adrian said, and, and progress forward. And he's, he seems to have an idea. I would rather he bought three or four 30, 40... It sounds silly. Three or four, 30, 40 million pound players that fit his system yeah. and are players yeah. he rates, yeah. then go for Work the silly them. Instagram, yeah. social media yeah. nonsense that they've chased three. for the last four or five years. Mm. It's just... It's pointless. It doesn't get you anywhere. I, because you yeah. might... Hang on. The Glazers, the Glazers are bragging at the moment that United have the most social media interactions in the world. Well, fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's, just just that's about not
3: that. what football's about football's about putting trophies proper you, trophies in the
2: cabinet you know why that is because all the Man City fans and all the Liverpool fans and all the Arsenal fans and all the Tottenham fans and all the Chelsea fans are taking the mid fans and they're going back and forth back and forth back and forth because they're bantering with everyone over how bad they are that's where they're getting what? all the Instagram
3: was it um, BBC News? I to apologise, because the ticker across oh, the yeah, bottom... Yeah, yeah. bottom yeah. Man United are rubbish. <laughs> yeah. That's actually,
2: brilliant. though, it, at this moment in time, it's probably correct. Yeah. No, I it? agree with... I want to, I think they're looking at that, Juran Timber. Um, yeah. I, I got him on FIFA. He's in my FIFA team. He's decent. He's not massively tall, but he's quick and strong. Yeah. Well, you're not um,
3: going to get the full
2: season out of Iran, are you? We've seen that. No. And, so and need Maguire needs someone with pace... Without yeah. doubt, someone has to have pace to play alongside McGuire. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's you know, like you said, we need a we need a a, a right back who's a bit like Wam Bazak and a bit like Dallow, but neither of them. Yeah. Um they're neither of them are good enough for, for top. Well has
3: gone backwards every season since he's signed.
0: Yeah, first he season never, he wasn't never too bad, was he? Well
3: but... No considering he was a winger who got converted to a fullback. He must have been
2: a shocking winger. Yeah, but Ten Hag's very possession based, isn't he? He wants possession. Yeah. So Bambasaka, that's not not his. But then, you
3: know, if he is, if he's that possession based. Then the one player that's really going to struggle, and I would be, it wouldn't surprise me to see him struggle under Ten Hag, is is Bruno Fernandez, because it's how many balls he's, gives he gives away, a lot, doesn't he? All the time, he gives the ball away, time after time after time, and that's, that's not going to do Ten Hag. You know, it's not going to carry favour with him if he's giving away possession all the time.
1: It'd be
2: interesting to see how McTominy fits in because um, he's a bit of a sideways, sideways type player. He's not very adventurous on it, um, and obviously, he is he's a you know he's an athlete and he's a big guy. But is he good enough? I'm not sure. Maybe with better players around him, I don't know. But
3: but he he needs to be in a better squad where he can do like the the Darren Fletcher sort of role yeah. previously. You know, he'll support, be supportive of those those star players. I, I just think Fred's going to rip it up next season.
2: Yeah,
3: I'd stick him up front. play him further forward, yeah. Master <laughs> Fred. He's brilliant. I love him. He's the only They'll player f- I like watching. At the moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, what about this Darwin New, Numez? The one that Ben... Yeah.
3: What
0: are you saying then, Rick? I missed that.
3: He wants Champions League football. so And he's also, he's, his demands are absolutely ridiculous. So, under the previous, shall we say, regime, he might well have got what he wanted because he's flavour of the month and he's got ridiculous ends. But he does want Champions League football and he's asking too much money and too many add-ons and things. So it's possibly one to pass on that one. <clears throat> I've
0: got written down here, Mesut Ozil, where did it all go wrong? Uh, thinking back, when he played for Real Madrid, he was considered to be a pretty good player. Came to Arsenal and had a what, couple of years but he was pretty influential at Arsenal, and then all of a sudden, it's gone completely downhill. And now he's fallen out with um, what who is it that he's playing for now? I can't think what they're called for a minute. Fenabashi
2: uh, wasn't it? Fenebache,
0: Fenebache. yeah, yeah. So, so what's gone wrong there? Anybody got any ideas on that one?
2: No, but he's still from from what I've I haven't seen a lot of him at Fenebache, but he obviously is a fantastic footballer. The, the ability he's got with the ball is is pretty pretty high. high. Um, But yeah, he he doesn't work hard, does he? Um, And like you said, if he's not in and around a team or who are blessed with athleticism and stuff, then he's going to struggle a bit. I'd imagine in that league, they all want, you know, he's the big I am and they all want to, you know, pit their wits against him and prove that they can play to that level or, or can nullify him. But yeah, I, I haven't seen too much of it, but it's a massive shame. But he's a fantastic talent, or certainly was. But, I mean,
0: he's, me. he is Turkish, isn't he? G- German. Yeah, yeah. German exactly. Turkish. Sorry, sorry, Steve, what's that? He's German-Turkish. Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah. Mm. based in Germany. But he's, he's Turkish origins, yeah. 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 But, yeah. I
1: think, I but mean,
0: you know, he's...
1: he's... He just, when you look at someone like Modric, or, you, look, you know... He seems to have the hunger still. Tony Cruz, they have the hunger to still go out and perform and do things. I just always got the impression with him that it looked like it was a bit of an effort to go out and play. He never seemed to have a smile on his face. He always seemed he'd to a He'd made play. it. Huh? He'd made it in his yeah, own maybe. Yeah, maybe the drive. motivation. Very yeah, very maybe good. the motivation had just eroded because he'd made plenty of money. He'd had a few good seasons. But, you know, it's a real skill, isn't it, to be someone like Modric, to be at that level, or Ronaldo, at that level for that long. It takes a special mentality, and I
0: just
1: don't think he's got that mentality. Hmm.
2: He, 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 he's like you said; he's he's plays in between the lines, and he just wants the the nice bits of football. He, he's someone I'd rag with because I'd be having a pop at him for not putting enough effort in. But you know, that's, that's his game in there. You know, there's players like that; they just turn it on here and there. And not,
3: it's one not of those really sort of him. luxury players. that If you can win a game with yeah. ten, yeah, yeah, then you add him on top, and it's just a little bit of garnish. Yeah. But he's not going to do much. That's no. stoke. On a,
0: in a January evening time, or something. Yeah. Bit like yeah. Delhi Alley of late.
3: Well, he's disappeared, has he? He's fallen off the radar completely.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So he's. Uh, that um, move
3: to Everton, that alone was that
0: permanent? What, Everton? Permanent. Yeah, well, he that's paid it, 20 that million transfer, or something, didn't they? Something like that. 40. Ah. 40, wasn't it? 40,
2: wasn't 41, 40.
0: I think so. Well, talking of Spurs, is Daniel Levy going to keep pouring the money out, do you reckon, for? Mr Conte, because you know, Conte's done quite a good job there generally, hasn't he?
2: Well, they haven't, they haven't gone mad, have they? I think they, the two players that they brought in from Italy, Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt, they're not not massive signings, are they? Do you know what I mean? Not really. But they've fitted in well and they're obviously playing well. And
3: but they're sensible, aren't they? Because Conte knows yeah. what he's getting from them and, they, and that's what he wants.
2: They've got their two main men, haven't they? With Saun and King, they've got their two stars. So... For them, it's supposed to be rest of making sure the rest of the squad is improved and you know, and capable if they've got their two star star names.
0: But do you think Contel stay he
2: gets yeah, another couple? He will, I think he will. Yeah, he's got him in the Champions League. I think he'll, he'll want to, you know, see what they can do. And like I said, if he can get just one or two in, or possibly three strengtheners, then you know, they're gonna look a
3: decent size. Well, he's... He made Did it, it made it known to PSG, didn't he, that he was available should they want him, and they didn't want him. So, what other options are you going to have as a as a major club?
0: Hmm.
3: Did they sign
1: Perisic from Inter Milan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. sign. Yeah, they have. Yeah. 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 And yes, has gone to Villarreal hasn't he, for twenty five thirty million. Do you have any Luchessio? So they've done a swap there. Got even Perisic in. Yeah. Um, so no, I think he'll stay. The Champions League, the biggest stadium, and it fantastic arena. I think he'll fancy his chances next year.
0: Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, Steve, if you were a manager and Mohamed Salah was playing for you, and you found out that he played a whole game when he had a dodgy hamstring playing for uh, Egypt, what would you say to him when he come back? <sighs> it
1: depends, don't it? It, it, it? Did he get away with it? If he gets away with it and he carries on playing, you, you'd probably say that the brightest thing you've ever done. But like most managers would say, you know, you're not going to stop players playing for their country, um, because if you do, you just drive a wedge between you and them. But so isn't it? It's <laughs> a really difficult dynamic. Um, the clubs would argue they pay their wages every week, but you know the players have a lot of power now. They want to play their country, and if you're not happy at Liverpool, like you saw with Mane, it'll push move to Bayern Munich. Um, so the reality just, is, you hope that you've got a dialogue with the national team and that they don't abuse your players. But ultimately, if the players want to go and play, there's very little you can do.
0: But don't you You've think it's a, it's the responsibility it. Is of the it worth over isn't it the responsibility of the of the countries though not to not to sort of take advantage of situations like that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's, it's like everything. We, like we had several international players, and we had one who's got the World Cup with Canada, and one who plays for Honduras. So they're traveling the other side of the world. So. Yanni would have a dialogue with the team managers regularly about do you need him for this trip? You know, he's played this much, he's come back from an injury. And 99 times out of 100, you resolve it quite amicably. It's yeah. rare that you end up with a real clash. But if the players want to go, then the country just call them under FIFA mandate. And if you don't let them go, then you can't play them for the next week or two weeks or whatever. So there's all sorts of rules and regulations that govern it. But you ultimately you hope that you, it's done like on a gentleman's agreement, and you're you're all looking after the best interest of the
0: player. Hmm. Well, it be because he's got time now to, to. I mean, I suppose that was in the thinking is the fact that he knew he didn't have a game for Liverpool for well, I don't know when is it. It's when they play us next. And I reckon it in Australia. Yeah, the, in the July. Next, isn't it? Yeah, July sometime I think. But uh, you know, um, the other thing I was going to bring up too was. Uh, With the World Cup just around the corner, uh, who do we, you know, who who, who does everybody think is going to win it? Tom?
2: Whoever copes best with the conditions. Um, Yeah, obviously, you're going to have your favourites. Brazil are looking good. Argentina have gone through qualifying undefeated, haven't they? And they've just put about three past Italy. Mm. So they've got to be looking strong. Um, You know, we'll be there. France will always be there. You'd have thought. Spain, Portugal, have a go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know at the moment. I think you want to see, you know, um, what players are in the squads and who's starting at the start of the tournament before um, betting too heavily. Uh, but yeah, if if you made me pick a team now, I, I'd probably go with Argentina at the minute.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same because I, you know they've been, you know, as you say, beat Italy easily, easily, didn't they? Well, I mean, Italy yeah. have really hit a brick wall, haven't they? After they lost, uh, you know, they beat. us. Oh, they've
3: fallen yeah. off. Yeah,
2: Failed yeah. to qualify. Aren't they mm. lost to Mas- is it Macedonia? They lose to- lost yeah. to Macedonia.
1: Yeah, but well, England's um, England's Nations League group, aren't they? With Germany, yeah, and
0: Germany. yeah. Germany and Hungary. Yeah. yeah, they drew with they Germany. One well, all, yeah, one all, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bit of a surprise though, isn't it? Really, that, that you know. Um,
1: well, they've just yeah, they've that, that stage, haven't they? Where they where they've all retired at the same time, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and he's yeah. just gone through the team. It's like a, you know, apart from Donovan, I think Donovan played. And I think he was the oldest player in the team, weren't he? It was he 24 and a half or something?
0: Yeah.
1: Against Germany? It was the oldest player in the team, the goalkeeper? And he's just gone yeah. sweeping changes, get the youngsters in. We, we haven't qualified. Let's just experiment now, ready for the next tournament. So they've gone from being European champions, failing yeah. to qualify for
0: the world. But then again, I think there's a certain, uh, you know, a bit of sense to that, really. If if you've, you've, you've won, well, you won a European championship. And you, as you say, you've got a load of players that are coming to the end of their careers, as far as international football is concerned. So why not? Why not start afresh? Is I mean, okay, so maybe you, you, you might miss sense. you might miss the first first target sort of thing because you're not there. But I mean, that gives you what four years to get a, a, a decent side together, doesn't it? Couldn't do it in England, ady If you were the England manager
1: and you took that approach to long-term planning for the next tournament, four years down the line or two years down the line. Yeah. You get beaten the Europa Nations League, whatever it's called, like by Hungary, then they're already sharpening the knives. You but wouldn't just, be the manager at the next tournament, would you? No, you wouldn't be at the tournament. So yeah. you just can't do it in England because we've got such unrealistic expectations of, of how good we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we are better than we have been for a long time, to be fair. So are Wales. Just sort of throw that bit in. Yeah, that one in. Yeah.
3: yeah, you're keeping those out of England's affairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Nothing start, start a new Welsh channel up if that's what he wants yeah. yeah go on back
0: in the valleys yeah. uh, I'll get Nathan Jones on that's the best thing he'll be alright he'll, he'll stick up with yeah. me yeah yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh, but just go back to Ronaldo I mean two more goals for Portugal I mean he's he is phenomenal isn't he really you can't knock the bloke he, he is so good
1: what you mean going back to Ronaldo we, we weren't talking about Ronaldo yes we are just drawn into the conversation <laughs>
0: But No, but I mean, he is, he is brilliant though, isn't he? he is. Yeah,
1: Messi got five for Argentina the other night against Estonia. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Yeah, yeah Did Messi got all five, up five up for Argentina against Estonia. He's
3: yeah. up to about, he's in the top five now, isn't he, Messi? International goal scorers of all
1: time. Yeah, but Ronaldo's ahead of him.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. of course he is. Ronaldo, well, it depends on how many goals Pelé scored against his nan that he wants to count as yeah. the, the, he's the top one, but uh, he's up there.
0: Yeah, he's good. My two most
1: obscure people in the world, aren't they?
0: What so, about Harland, Though that... what what's he going to do? Do you think he's no. going to is he going to maintain it all out city? Or what? Or are we going to be all disappointed? Or you know, it's one thing playing for. for... No, I think he'll, he'll 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 be he'll be clear
2: top hole score if he plays anywhere near. But he won't. I bet
3: I bet you he misses a third yeah. of
2: the season through injury. Yeah, that's the, the worry, like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the worry. He
3: misses How's a he lot. Games.
2: He's a big lad, and he's like, you know, yeah, you, you, bigger lads are always going to struggle a bit more with injuries at that sort of pace because he is quick as well. He's dynamic, he is quick. Um, yeah, at this level and Champions League games, they're going to need to manage that carefully. Well, the Champions League's what
3: they have bought him for, for, isn't it? They can win the Premier League with what they've got, with a false nine or whatever, but it'll be the difference in Europe.
0: That's what they're hoping for, I think. Time will tell. Well, gentlemen, uh, sad to say we've we've had our time, more or less. So, um, first of all, welcome back, Steve, and uh, good to have you back on board. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, Rick, thanks for you uh, joining us again, as usual. No problem. And young Tommy White, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it.
2: I don't
0: get called young very often anymore, but thank you, I'll uh, take care. Yeah, young Tommy White, indeed. But uh, yeah, so thanks for coming on, boys. Um, don't forget to join us all. next week. Same time, same station. Uh, no football commentary till July, I'm afraid, but um, yeah, I'll soon come round. I suspect we're, we're almost two weeks into June already, so it won't, uh, it won't seem like that long anyway. But in the meantime, thank you very much for coming on board. And just one thing to say really now, Football? Bloody hell. Good night.